high sticking to breaking down the middle. Here's the lowdown with Low Tide on, on Sports, Sports 1440. Presented by Wolf GMC Buick. We're making it easy. WolfGMCBuick.com. Welcome to the lowdown. Today's show, the Oilers are in a playoff spot today. Based on points percentage, they closed a massive gap in a single heartbeat. Do you remember a decade ago? Do you remember when you were taking your kids around for Halloween and going, God, I think they're out of the playoffs already. You knew you were dead in the water. No chance. No chance, Mr. Whalen. And the Edmonton Oilers were in a tough spot not so very long ago, about November 11th or so, around Remembrance Day. Fire the coach, bring in Chris Knobloch, and then it all happened. And I'm going to talk about why we have to pay, pay special attention, even a year where there's lots of stories, why one particular story needs to be front and center if we are going to reflect and if we are going to acknowledge what is really important about this NHL team. If we're going to chronicle history in real time, we need to acknowledge something. We'll talk about that in two shakes of a lamb's tail. The lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. Hurry in for GMC's Joy to the Ride event. No payments for 90 days on every new in-stock 2023 GMC or Buick. Ask for details. Sports1440.ca, iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada. Text or call us 1-833-401-1440 on the Twitter machine at Low Tide and at Declan Kruger. Our guest today, Bruce McCurdy from the Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal. Paul Sir, 3-on-3 Canada. We will have hockey rumors. We are going to talk about a lot of things, including... I'm hoping an entire segment where I pontificate about statistics. Oh, you'll love it. Oh, no, no, no. no it's, uh, I, make, I make the math come alive. Well, maybe we won't have that segment. You know, let us know. Do you want me to talk for 15 minutes about math? Let us know. one 401 Based on winning percentage today. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to say hello to my friend Declan. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, thank you. Yeah, I was wondering where my little introduction well, was there. It was running I a feel bit long. Like but. it's sort of like a you know when you go out for lunch with somebody and yes. they you know, <laughs> they arrive and you go, Hi, how you doing? And you know, I mean if it's you know I mean, if it's boy-girl, then maybe you, you stare at him a bit. But if it's boy-boy, you don't even bother looking at him, but you'll start talking about whatever you're interested in and then you're away. But there's that initial greeting. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of what this is. So doing uh, doing the show with me is like having lunch with an old friend. No. Oh. No, it's not really. I Yikes. just I, I feel like if I wait to bring in the eye candy until 20 after, I've lost the momentum of the show. Yeah, good plan. You're, yeah. yeah, you're probably onto something there. Well, I mean, have we taken a picture and sent it out of you and your glasses yet? Because that uh, seems to be the big appeal of the show. You did once, I yeah. believe. You did once. Lots did of reactions. Yeah. I've got some lady friends, and they were all like, you know, how old is he? And I'm like, I don't know. He acts 12. That's what I said. You know, I have no idea. I'm not in the business of, you know, knowing anything about Declan. I think it's best that way. Based on on winning percentage, the Edmonton Oilers are in the playoffs today. That's a big deal. But I, if you're going to chronicle, and that's what I try to do on the blog and at The Athletic and here on the show, is to kind of chronicle time in real time. And if you're going to do that, I love, there's so many stories I love about this team. I love that Stuart Skinner is a real guy. In goal. And they're very rare for the Oilers. You've got Andy Moog, Grant Fuhrer, Devin Dubnik, Stuart Skinner. It's rare, rare, rare. Not as rare as a Calder Trophy winner in Edmonton, but it's very rare 
Stuart Skinner is emerging as the guy. I wrote about it in The Athletic today. I will give Ken Holland credit because when Devin Dubnik and Andrew Cogliano had already established themselves as NHL players, the owner's management at the time booted them out. They said, no, no, we don't want this. And that would have been so easy to do earlier in the year with Skinner and with Ryan McLeod. Wrote about it in The Athletic today. We, I know people are hesitant to give Ken Holland credit. Ken Holland deserves credit for that. You know, patience can be a virtue. And in this case, I believe it was. There's lots of stories like that. Zach Hyman has scored as many goals in Edmonton in, like, very few games as he did in Toronto. Ryan Nugent Hopkins found the fountain of youth around 30. Matthias Ekholm trade with Evan Bouchard alongside is the number one pairing. Darnell Nurse is having his best season, in my opinion. These are all great stories. But if we're going to allot the correct amount of credit, if we're going to cut the pie of fame or the spotlight fairly, then we have to acknowledge and start every show, every article, every podcast, every thought, every prayer with Connor McDavid. And we saw that last night. It would be easier for you to talk about, or me, to talk about what Connor McDavid cannot do on ice. I don't know if he can ice fish. I don't know if he can make a good drink. But I know that in the game of hockey, I've been watching this guy for a long time, and every night he does something that makes me go, wow, I don't know if I saw that before. Did he just skate backwards and do that thing? What happened to the defenseman? Did he break his ankles? These are National Hockey League defensemen, veteran guys, top of their craft. And he makes them look like me out there. Well, not quite that bad, but he's amazing. Connor McDavid is the ultimate. He's Everest. He's transcendent. And it's so easy when you see him 82 times a year plus the playoffs to overlook that. And because he's playing in an era in which the offense isn't quite what it was in the 70s and the 80s, maybe the all-time numbers will show up, but his yearly numbers are maybe not as impressive as they would have been had he played with this level of ability 25, 30, 40 years ago. He's an amazing talent. And I used to say at the beginning, enjoy him, and I stopped saying that. And I I always would tell this story about the time I went to see the Spruce Goose. You know what the Spruce Goose is? Do you understand what the Spruce Goose is when I say Spruce Goose? Oh, no. Okay. The references are getting few and f- like they're getting a little few and further between. You know, I used to get them pretty quick, and now I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. So in the war, back in the war, why would I know that? Well, it's pretty famous, okay. even though it happened many decades before you were born. Okay, I'm sorry, I was lashing out there a little bit. I'm well, sorry. I, I can, you're sort of taking over the show a little bit. You did a segment yesterday, and you said, "I'll just take this question now." I heard that a guy named Howard Hughes built a great big, a, a gigantic airplane. They wanted to transport a bunch of munitions and jeeps and helicopters and, you know, winged birds. Um, he went over to, uh, to Europe. And so he it never, it flew twice, but the spectacle of it was amazing. And they put it in a hangar in like San Bernardino or, or somewhere around LA. And I saw it uh, in the late eighties, early nineties. And when you first see this Bruce Goose, they open up this hangar and you're like, you're just blown away. 
But the lady who did the tour said, make sure to take it all in immediately. Because once you take it all in, after 15 minutes, I was like, yeah, there's a lot of wood. And you're not really thinking about how big it is anymore. Because in your own brain, in your own mind, in your own eye, in your mind's eye, it is no longer glorious beast. It is like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's probably pretty big, but I've already gotten used to it. Connor McDavid is so transcendent that I still think, even after all these years, it's impossible to view him as like, ah, because he's th- he's that good, he's that phenomenal. And last night we saw that. So I I'm not going to belabor it anymore because I've done it already, and we're ten after uh, noon already, but. Everything that begins about the Edmonton Oilers should start with Connor McDavid, period. Then move on to the story. That's how, that's how transcendent and talent he is. That's how special he is. I've been very lucky in my life. I saw Orr. I saw Gretzky. Uh, we've seen Lemieux. Um, Connor McDavid. Yeah. You know, he might be the best player of all time. I, I don't know that he is because, you know, you need to see more of his career, right? Or did not have a long career. It was 10 years. And I, I, you know, you could make an argument that Nick Lidstrom's career value exceeds the peak value of Bobby Orr. So we don't know where McDavid will land all time. But I will tell you, I've never seen a more exciting player, and that includes Guy Lafleur, who was ridiculous talent. Last night, Connor McDavid was, I mean, it's, the, the goal was one thing, but did you see the pass to Zach Hyman? I'll give Zach Hyman all the credit in the world that he didn't just faint when the puck came to him. McDavid, when he does the things that he does, and he did it in like less than 17 minutes last night. In your life, have you seen anything like that? Not in hockey, not in my opinion. And I'm not trying to say all glory to beat Connor McDavid because it's a team game. But when you're that special, when you're that unbelievable, when you are that outside the realm of possible every night, then we should pay homage at the beginning of every show. We don't, but today we do. All right. I want to talk a little bit about analytics. And I want to do it in a non-angry, hangry way. So, um, for most of the last six or seven years, Darnell Nurse has played against the lead competition with the help of Connor McDavid's line. So he's out there against the best, but he's also playing with the best. The best. This year, Matthias Ekholm and, and Evan Bouchard, from what we can tell on Natural Statric, they're playing m- well more minutes with McDavid than Nurse. But if you go to Puck IQ, and they haven't published the Wowies yet, but they will eventually... It looks like Nurse is playing significant minutes against elites and not with McDavid, although we don't have that confirmation because Puck IQ hasn't broken it down yet, although we have the natural statric numbers against all competition, and we only have the Puck IQ versus elites for the individuals. We don't have who they're playing with. So I've written about this. I wrote about it to The Athletic last week, and I hope you read it because I think it's an important piece. Uh, not because of me, but because of Puck IQ. And I want you to pay attention. Do me a favor, because there's a lot of people who are down on Darnell Nurse. So if you read about 
the Oilers, or if you read about hockey and you're reading a piece that's a hit piece on Darnell Nurse, he's no good, he can't play, look at his value, oh my God, his contract is awful. I want you to measure that. Because at some level, the math people were always the credible ones. They were always the one giving you the pristine information that was available. And that is no more. I no longer endorse any analytics except for Puck IQ. I turn my back on all of them because everybody's got a Bible. Everybody's got an agenda. Puck IQ tells you, and that's what you should pay attention to. All right. I didn't get mad. I'm very happy. But it wasn't about baseball. If it had been about baseball owners, I would have gotten tragically angry. Uh, in the NBA, the Raptors uh, look good. They've played one game. They look good to me. Um, they tra- Now, help me with this because we're going to talk to Paul Sir about it. But they traded Ananobi and they got a Canadian. But that's not, you just can't, you know, there's a lot of, I'm a Canadian. That doesn't mean a thing. How good is this fellow? I, RJ Barrett is a very good basketball player. He was drafted third overall in 2019. He went to a blue chip program in Duke. But at the end of the day, there are guys who tend to put up hollow numbers that look good on the score sheet. You mean empty calories? Uh, yeah, oh, I wouldn't say MTK. And listen, I, I think R.J. Barrett is a fine contributor. He's a fine basketball player. Well, that's like saying he's a fine, you know, good, good look. Uh, got a nice personality, which I'm sure he does as well. Seems seems to be a great guy. I'm. Just I would never sure. say that about you. He he wasn't brought in to be the focal point of the franchise. That's going to be Scotty Barnes in the near future. It's Pascal Siakam right now. I think it's Scotty Barnes right now. Yeah, I, well, I, no. I think it's the plan is for it to be Scotty Barnes. No. It's going to be his team. R.J. Barrett, I think, is going to be a nice piece, but I think you might look at his numbers and get a little bit more excited than what he can actually do on the court. And what about the 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 fellow who the other guy, the sixth man guy? I I really like Emmanuel Quickly. Emmanuel Quickly was running runner up in the sixth man of the year voting last year. The one thing that I'm not sure how his game will translate is the the Knicks ran a high pick and roll type of work the high post offense kind of thing last year. Darko has come in with the Raptors, and there's so much more movement involved in their offense this year. I don't know how well Emmanuel Quickly is going to fit into that game. I don't know well if he moves off the ball. I think he's a guy who is kind of a pick-and-pop ball dominant guy, but I like his game a lot. I think he's a very good player for what he is. Again, he's not ever going to be a guy who's going to give you 30 a night, but he's a guy who's going to come off the bench. He's going to spark the team. He's going to get you buckets when he needs to, and I think he's a very good young player as well. Well, he's a good he's a good lad. Then you know, uh, Connor's play tonight. I wrote on the blog today about the the young forward prospects in Bakersfield are not getting it done, and that's not good for anybody. It's not good for the coaching staff. It's not good for the kids, guys who drafted these kids. It's not good for the kids. You want to see a spike. Oftentimes, after Christmas, some of these young men go on a bit of a heater. And they reestablished themselves. Raphael Lavoie did it a year ago, uh, and now he spent some time in the National Hockey League. We're going to talk later today about the players you should be watching if you're a Condors slash Oilers fan, players you should be watching in the second half, and what kind of spike you might be looking for. We've got a great show today. I love Bruce McCurdy. He's a dear friend of mine. I love Paul Sir. He's a tall man. I will talk to both of them. NHL rumors. You're going to want to listen to this. I've got a good one. No, seriously, I do. NHL rumors on the way next. Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. Oh my God, that takes me back. Shouldn't we be like banning that song on radio? I, You know, we probably should. I saw it and I was like, can I really play this? And I was like, it's too good not to. Did the wow. pictures come and break your heart though? 
No, I yeah. I love the pictures. I, I remember my dad when I graduated the Columbia School of Broadcasting, which was just off Jasper mm-hmm. Avenue at the time in 79. I remember him saying, our radio is uh, always going to be around much longer. And uh, you should have a backup. <laughs> have a backup job. You do know? you remember where you were you, the first time you saw the Thriller music video? And do you remember thinking, "Oh, it really is all over"? I didn't think that. I remember. <laughs> okay. I think the Thriller one was the one where there was a lot of pre-pub because he, some, his hair got lit on fire or something. There was a, there was an accident. Oh, really? Okay. You know, I think that's right. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, it's time now for rumors. Got a few here for you. I have a question for the group as well. Uh, you can text us anytime. We love you, and we'd love to hear from you. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Chicago has claimed uh, Jacob Megna off waivers from Seattle. Big defenseman. He's better now than he was ten years ago when he turned pro, and that happens sometimes. He's a big guy, and he's a depth player, but he's uh, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and. Chicago's getting him so that they can trade him at the deadline. I don't think there's anything really there, but um, it's it's a good move by the Blackhawks. Robert Bartozo has been placed on IR by the New York Islanders. Ken Appleby has been recalled on an emergency basis. Can, I have a question about Ken Appleby. Can he work? Can he play in an NHL city that does not have an Applebee's? I, I, because I don't think he can play for Edmonton. I think that's the way it is. You can, I don't think Ken Appleby can play in a city where there's no Applebee's. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I that's what I'd heard. Could be wrong. It's a big day for the Clark family. Clark with an E on the end. Graham Clark has been recalled by the New Jersey Devils, and that's in regard to a Timo Meyer injury, mid-body injury. What the hell? Mid-body now? Upper, lower isn't good enough. Now it's got to be mid. Soon we'll have elevator injuries. And then Brant Clark, a phenom, a really good young defenseman, has been recalled by the Los Angeles Kings. And they placed Thomas Bjornvort on waivers. Whenever I see Thomas Bjornvort's name in writing, I think of the Swedish chef on the Muppet Show. He could have thrown a Bjornvort in there and there'd been... No problem at all. Not making fun of his name, and he is a fine young player. Want to be clear there. Wanted to boy, you are typing like a madman. Is it really that bad? Oh, I I can you know hear what? you, and you're flying over there. I thought I was actually kind of a little bit quieter today. I don't know how to explain that because it's the same typewriter every day. But I thought I was a little bit better. You were going seven hundred miles. Are you typing your resume out? Uh, Remember no, we I'm talked not. about no, that. Don't I be know. doing that while you're on the I, w- I wouldn't dare do that at work. Mm. No, no, no. I'm replying to a to a text here. All right. Well. I'll keep it down. Godspeed to you. You were doing a hell of a job, and I interrupted you, and I apologize. Uh, I wanted to talk about this because uh, Chris Johnson at The Athletic has the NHL trade board. It's been up for a while. Um, I think a week, maybe 10 days. But I wanted to talk about it because I think we're the order fan is – believing and I think it's true the Oilers need list is 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 morphing it's tweaking a little bit Ryan McLeod moving up and having success with Leon Dreisaitl it may not stay he may end up being the third line center later in the year but what it does is if you can get it the Oilers have a ton of centers it, you know technically McDavid Dreisaitl Nuge 
are centers. Hyman has played center. You've got Ryan, who's played center. McLeod, who's played center. you got a bunch of centers, some of them on the wing. If you could get another center instead of a two-way forward, we'll ask Bruce McCurdy this in hour number two. Would you do it? And if you are going to do it, I don't think Elias Lindholm is affordable by the owners. But there's some interesting names on this list from Chris Johnston. And, I mean, I... I like a few players on this on the, uh, on this group, wings and centers and defensemen and goaltenders. I guess I like all of them. Philip Broberg, by the way, is number 15. I would not trade Philip Broberg. However, I'm not in charge. Jake Gensel is getting a lot of play as a possible oiler. He makes $6 million, so that would have to be some kind of a deal. But I wanted to ask the group today about Jordan Eberle. And Eberle, look, he's not... He is not at a level where where you could say he's anywhere near prime, but and he's making a like a reasonable coin five mil as a guy who could come back and maybe like Rusty Staub in seventy nine for the Expos. I like the idea. Please turn the mic off. It's picking up the typing. It's me. I'm the one who has the mic on. So unless we play a song, you're out of luck. That was a Pepsi commercial. Well, it was, but it, before it was a Pepsi commercial, it was a hit song. Have we heard anything new on Broberg since early December? And any news on Holloway's injury? Uh, Jason Greger's been all over the uh, Holloway thing. He said last night, I think he tweeted out, that he thought it's possible the Otis send Holloway down because the Otis are playing so well. He might start in Bakersfield and then force his way up. I don't know that that's true, but that was the, that was the gist of what Mr. Greger was talking about. As far as Broberg is concerned, nothing's changed. I think if they do call up a seventh man, it's going to be like Ben Gleason or Noel Hoffenmeyer because Broberg's playing well down there and he's playing a lot down there and that's what they want. I don't think anything's changed there. His hair caught on fire during a commercial shoot for Pepsi. Okay. Yeah, I was definitely wrong because everybody is saying that I was wrong. Why is it when I'm wrong, people, you know, like it's like 700 people which I guess is good because I'm wrong a lot and we do get a lot of texts. We've been spoiled with play-by-play guys. The best of the uh, best, Rod Phillips, Jack Michaels. Have to give kudos to Joe Bowen making Leafs games exciting. After all the incredible losing of center of the universe, you'd think he'd already given up. He's great, LOL. I, I do think Edmonton Oilers fans have been blessed. I, I believe that to be true. But I would just not stop at, at uh, Rod Phillips or Jack Michaels. I think Cam Moon is excellent. Bob Stoffer is a very good play-by-play guy. Very good. Um, I think he prefers color. Maybe I'm wrong. But but Bob can do a very good play-by-play. And back in the day, there were others uh, who, who did play-by-play or color for the Edmonton Oilers and did a really good job. I love Ken Brown. Uh, for me, Rod Phillips and Ken Brown were gold. Really enjoyed that. And Dave Semenko did it a little bit for not terribly long. I will tell you, I love the Mac T Stoffer hits in the, on the on the broadcast. I think they're very good, and I'm a big fan of Gene Principe. So I think Oilers fans have been spoiled, but in a good way. Hey, low tide, Doctor Will in Morinville. Internet killed the video star. Okay, uh, you know, except they're all still here, but. Tied in no way, shape, or form do I think Nurse is bad. However, he's not worth his contract. 
probably worth five and a half. Therefore, the owners won't be able to afford future signings. I think that's all everybody is saying from Dean. Actually, Dean, that isn't what everybody's saying. I sit and read the comments. What you have said, I I don't agree 5.5. I think he is overpaid. But I think that if you're if we're all honest about it, we would understand that the Edmonton Oilers begat that for themselves by kicking the problem down the road on the RFA contracts. Connor McDavid, how many coaches has he gotten fired? Tory, Terry from North Edmonton, none. The answer, Terry, is none. Hyman said in the post game he knew McDavid was going to get it to him. That's unreal. Hyman's been such an amazing signing. Yeah, he really has. I think you know. I I know that my friend Bruce McCurdy mentions Charlie had a different kind of signing though, as a free agent signing, like of a of an established NHL player. Zach Hyman is is through the roof good. Uh, LT having a debate with my friend, and you seem to be old enough to know. Well, thank you. Uh, who has been the better franchise from the start since the twenties? Packers or Giants? Recent success would say the Packers, but the Packers went through their struggles like Giants. Both have four Super Bowls, similar divisions, wins, and playoff appearances. Bronco Brad. I, you know, since you framed it as since the 1920s, there would be a lot of NFL championships that weren't Super Bowls. And I do not have that answer. So I can't credibly answer it. Low tide, 35 years ago, who knows what Connor would have done with five, nine goaltenders and no equipment. That I now obviously you know Connor McDavid wouldn't be um, maybe I, there's so much that changes nutrition equipment all of that stuff but Connor McDavid is playing in an era where offense is suppressed compared to the 1980s. Kevin Quinn was good, yes, absolutely. I thought he was excellent. I think Al Nagy called one year. I thought he was very good. Um, Oilers have had really good – here's the thing. If you go look at the, the Oilers' website and you look at who's the media who talks to the media, they're very good people. They're not they're, – they're the few – and I don't, I, don't, I don't reach out because I, that's not what this show is. But when I do, in the few times that i ever done, I've been treated very well by the Edmonton Oilers. And that's over many, many years. I remember years and years ago sitting with Bill Twilley and having a wonderful conversation, a very nice man. And so um, I think the Oilers hire really good people and always have, certainly in the media relations department. That's why I've never worked for them. Um, hi, Tide. I listened, uh, spent many years in Lethbridge listening to Calgary Talk Radio. No, can, no contest. Yourself and all the other Edmonton-based programs and talent are exponentially more knowledgeable, professional, and talented. Thank you for all you do, David Raven. Well, I, you know... I used to live in Red Deer when I started in radio, and I listened to Calgary Radio and I listened to Edmonton Radio, and I liked all of it. Peter Marr was a great broadcaster, great play-by-play guy. Um, was it Bill Powers at CFR? Gentleman Jim Jackson at XL Radio. Um, Ed Whalen did the play-by-play for the Flames, and Ed Whalen was a, he had a different kind of a, a voice, but he was wildly famous, and I loved him from Stampede Wrestling. Ron McLean worked down there, I believe. Um, we should talk to Lansky about that. But I think I think both cities have have exceptional broadcasters. Now, you might not like the style, and you might think that, you know, Calgary 
broadcasters are homers, but it, a lot of it has to do with your uh, own purview, right? Like I always say, I've been to a lot of fans, they go, oh, we want somebody who's credible. And then Drew Remenda was uh, as critical as anybody I've ever seen of the Oilers. Uh, and I loved it. And people were mad at him all the time. So I think you're, I think you're, I think you're never going to make everybody happy as a broadcaster, especially doing doing uh, uh, games that are so well viewed and and observed and listened to. And that certainly is the case with the orders. Seems to me Connor McDavid might be on his fifth head coach in nine years. That doesn't have anything to do with Connor McDavid. He saved people's bacon left, right, and center. If if people are are going to argue with me about Connor McDavid costing general managers and coaches their job in this town. Well, you better pack a lunch because it's going to take you all day and I will not, I will die on that hill. Connor McDavid has cost zero jobs since he got here. He's kept people on the job because of his insane talent. You know, no disrespect to anybody that, that has played for the Edmonton Oilers franchise. But there were times when McDavid was going out there with wingers who were not, uh, you know, going to be able to cash his passes. Not the case now. But but not so terribly long ago, that was the case. No, sir. No, I'm not buying what you're selling. No, sir. Not doing that. That is not an avenue that we're going to go down. By the way, Nolan Thiessen taking over duties as Curling Canada Chief Executive Officer. That's got to be a hell of a job, right? People are so passionate about curling. And the rules have changed over the years. They've morphed in a very good way. It's exciting. The game is so exciting right now. You know, what's the big What's the big curling question? Maybe that they've gone to too many big cities for these events. Maybe they need to go back to like Kamloops and Medicine Hat and Lethbridge and Prince George and Brandon and Saskatoon. Yeah. I've enjoyed the start of the show. Have you enjoyed the start of the show? I think we got some good energy going on. You oh, know? I think things are going great right now. Nice. I mean, I, f- I always feel a little bad when I'm typing and then people call me on it. Oh, I, I don't. Do we're, get we're, it. we're just doing it to be funny. We don't. No. We're, we're, we're just. We like picking on you. No, hundred. Oh, of course, I would too if I were you guys. No. no, and I get it, but I do. I do empathize with them because it is distracting, and I'll listen back, and it is. It's like a mosquito buzzing in your ear, and I do feel bad about it. Declan, I try to make it as quick as possible. Declan, I want you to know this honestly. If it was a problem that I was concerned with. I would quietly, when we were off in the air, off the air in a quiet moment, I would say, "Stop doing that." Okay. Have I done that? No. You haven't, no. because it's it's it, when you're doing when you're talking for two hours nonstop, which is basically what this show is. Mm-hmm. I love doing it, but I need material. You, sir, are the best material. Well, it's a gold mine, then. I'm yeah. just handing it to you. Well, and I'm trying to avoid Mrs. Yeah. Andrews because I, yeah. I noticed that we were hammering you so badly about your family and your mom being Jennifer Aniston that you actually stopped giving us stuff. Oh, yeah. no, you, You've sort of exited stage left on any of the personal revelations, and it hurts me because that yeah. was the fuel that we used to get the show started. Yeah, I peeled back a little bit. I was like, you know what? I'll be an open book. I'll, I'll get everyone to trust me. Everyone likes me. And then it just became an artillery against me. So I was like, all right, I got I to gotta halt this for a little bit. You know what that's called? What's that called? That's called we we flew too close to the sun with you. Oh yeah, we, we burned you. Sorry, and, am I Icarus or are you Icarus? 
I don't. Listen. Which one was the dad? We can't swear on the air. <laughs> uh, all right. This is the low now with low tide on Sports 1440. You buy Wolf GMC Buick on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. Hurry in for GMC's Joy to the Ride event. No payments for 90 days on every new in-stock 2023 GMC and Buick. Ask for details. Was that a love song? That was Jenny from the Block nice. by Jennifer Lopez. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe like a self-love song kind of thing. Oh. How come my, uh, how come my um, text line is just loading and nothing's happening? Well, mine's, mine's all good over here, so it's definitely not a problem with the text line. Maybe a little refresh will do the trick, but things are all good on this end. Okay, Icarus. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't read that. I'm sorry, uh, Vin. Uh, <laughs> I am not reading that, Vin. Um, good afternoon, Low Tide. If I can take a moment and... Take you down memory lane. This is from Atif. Where were you the day that Larry Walker hit his last home run as a Montreal Expo? I would like to ask you, have you ever seen the Montreal Expos live when they were around? And what would it take for the Expos to return to Major League Baseball? I don't remember. I remember Walker when he got called up. I remember him playing for the Expos. I remember his wonderful career. I remember why he left. He accepted his... He was going to accept the arbitration, so the Expos didn't offer him. So he left as a free agent. It was terrible. Um, what would it take to get the Expos back? A new building or a new stadium is the number one thing. And then the Bronfmans had d- beyond deep pockets. Um, Charles Bronfman and his family were, I'm sure they are still, but extremely wealthy. So it was never a matter of ownership uh, when he was there. Now, when the new ownership took over, there was definitely a different thing but i would say that you'd need deep pocketed owners you'd need a new stadium and you'd need um a lot of season tickets sold for five years but the the major league baseball doesn't um i think the blue jays winning the world series really spelled doom for the montreal expos because baseball is american and the blue jays are canadian so they may always and forever be the only non-American team until they go to London or, you know, Berlin or something. But I, I think Montreal is at a lot. I'd love to see a franchise in Vancouver, too. I would, but I'd love to see the Montreal Expos back. All right. What happened to our, what happened to our, our, our text line? Is yours still not firing? It 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 it, it put every, when I refreshed it, it put everything as red. So now I don't know what's going on. Oh, interesting. Oh. Interesting. Uh, hey, Tide, I like my local broadcasters to be homers. When they or if they end up on national television, that I expect them to be impartial. Rick and Jasper. I just I, I you know I will say that Cassie Campbell was in a tough spot, and I I never I was never one to be. Um, um, negative towards her because I, as a broadcaster, I think she was in a very difficult position and I think that she handled herself very well, but I think that it was never a position she was going to be able to avoid uh, a certain degree of criticism simply because of the situation that existed. And I'll just linger a minute to say that I think CBC handled it very well. If you're going to do it, just do it. And they did. 
I've had my say. If Red Wings miss the playoffs, why don't we go for Sprong? He would be an interesting guy to get, and uh, he is underrated, so you might not even have to pay a heavy price. I would like to see more of a two-way type winger, more of a uh, Ivan Barbashev type. I don't know if they're available, but that type of player. Nolan Patrick's not retiring has rekindled my belief that he will one day be signing with the Oilers soon. Okay. I know you're joking. Bruce Buchanan was good too, Al. Great voice from B.R. Greg. I really thought Bruce Buchanan was one of the best. Rod Phillips, best Oilers. West Montgomery, best Eskimos. I knew both of them. Um, I worked with both of them. They were great guys. They both told stunningly funny stories. Um, Wes would, Wes would, I remember there was a, a West Montgomery roast at the mall here, uh, years ago. And some of the smartest, brightest, best looking people in media got up and like slayed him. And it probably was an hour and a half of, of brutal insults about, you know, how many ex-wives owned houses because of Wes and why the the, the ponies uh, single-handedly thrived every year because Wes loses so much at the track, and on and on and on it went. Uh, and I think the point after was brought up. There was, a, there was some exceedingly funny stuff said. And then Wes Montgomery got up, and and he torched every person who said anything about him. He was he was the guy who you you gave your best joke. You gave your best joke, your best insult, your best line, and you timed it like Johnny Carson, and then he would beat you in a heartbeat. He was a gifted, gifted guy. He really was. He's a nice man, too. Low Tide, Oilers' defensive play seems so much better. Is that the system finally kicking in, or has Knobloch had that impact from Brew Crew? I'll give you my opinion, and it is only that. I think that Jay Woodcroft, there, at the end of the last year, there was a lot of criticism about Jay Woodcroft in a small sample size. They said, man, they should have been running Ryan McLeod at the third line center job. They should have given him the, 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 that spot because in small sample sizes, he looked better. And I think that there was a sense that uh, on the Zach White cloud goal, they were running the wrong defensive deployment. And so I think when they came to camp, Jay Woodcroft had, for whatever pressure or whatever he had talked himself into, he had decided to change some things. The problem with changing things is it takes time for them to develop. And the orders started off poorly, and then it was off to the races, much like the swarm. Remember the swarm with Dallas Akins? And I think it eventually cost the job of Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson. And that's too bad, but that's, in my opinion, what happened. And so when you have a scenario like that, that's created where there's, there's, you know, it, it's really funny how life works. And it's not just in hockey. It's in lots of different walks of life where there's a, a firing. Uh, I, I worked in sales years ago and we had like four really good years. And then we had a really weird year where nothing like, it wasn't like, I mean, we, I think we were trying, but it wasn't working well. And so they brought in a new sales manager. And all of a sudden, things went right back to working terrifically. So I think, I think that, that uh, Chris Knobloch and Paul Coffey 
I, I came in at a, a, a point that was very attractive, much like Jay Woodcroft did after uh, when, when he came in, when Dave Tippett was fired. There's an opportunity there. There's going to be a surge. All of the dominoes are ready. And so I, I think that, that Woodcroft made a, a technical error by listening to people who were talking about small sample sizes, and that is going to be my, my year-long rant because of it. Every, you'll see people online right now, they'll say, you know, uh, it's only been 11 minutes, but I really think this is going to work. And we used to be able to, when, when there were fewer people pontificating um, about the numbers, there was always an agreement that you couldn't trust anything till a certain point. 200 minutes, I think, was the number that always hits my mind. We don't do that anymore. It's like, well, the, uh, the dry saddle Fogel and McLeod line works where they've had 56 minutes. Let's roll. Regression is a mean-spirited thing, and you know the more time that line spends together, likely it will regress. And then at some point, instead of being 70% goal-shared five-on-five, it'll be 52%. And by that time, you'll be going, get rid of that damn line. It never worked anyway, because we all have very short memories. So that's my opinion. That's my take on it. Could be wrong. By two-way winger, do you mean Connor Brown? What a fail, Northside Lou. Well, the fail wasn't necessarily Connor Brown. The fail was Connor Brown after the injury. And we don't know. My feeling is it's going to take him all year to get better, and maybe he's useful in the playoffs. But I think that we're not seeing the real Connor Brown here, and it would be unfair to frame it that way. As far as broadcasters go, if you're good, I'll like you. Whether you're male, female, race, or religion, doesn't matter. But I hate that a drastically inferior person has the job is employed nationally because they are a visible minority and for no other reason from Team Dean. Well, you know, that that's an interesting thing that you say because as much as we want to have bias taken out of our own opinion, and, and maybe we even feel that we have bias taken out of our own opinion, it exists. And not acknowledging it is part of the problem. So that that thing that you talk about, that you've just mentioned, um, Team Dean, is real. So, so when we talk about those things and we say um, those things and don't allow time to adjust and for us to get used to the individual that we're talking about, then I do think we're being unfair. And I'll give you an example from my own life that, that takes it out of the personal and allows me to, to not attack a, a, a texter but uh, talk about my mom. But my mom did not like female broadcasters. And that may seem ridiculous to you, but she really didn't. She liked, she heard Lauren Green on the radio when she was young, and she liked that voice, and she liked a powerful male voice to read the news. She loved Alec Moyer on CBC as an example. And so I would say to her, uh, um, you know, I would say that that's a uh, uh, Sandy Ronaldo, fantastic broadcaster. And she I don't like it. And so it, what I'm saying is it takes time to adjust we all think that we don't have bias, but we all have bias. And one of the biases we have is we don't like anything new. That's a fact. So as much as we talk about things in a way that allows us to feel good about ourselves, when we don't acknowledge what we are as human beings, then we're just kidding ourselves. We all have bias. Every one of us. Every one of us. And we all have things that we don't like 
because they're new. And it'll forever be thus. And my mom, who was a beautiful, wonderful woman who supported men and women forever, and you would just love her. One time I said, I said ass on the radio, and she called the private line and gave me hell. You know, my friends listen, and you just said a bad word on the radio. <laughs> How would you like that, Declan, that dealing with that? You know, your mom calling you. You know, Declan, what kind of language are you using there? I'd be so embarrassed. Your four-year-old oh brother goodness. was listening. Oh, my goodness. That's shame, the one time Declan. he listens. Shame. Yeah, shame is right. Man, you know, the stuff you have to deal with. All right. Bruce McCurdy on the way from the Cult of Hockey, the Evan Journal. We'll have Paul Sir talking Raptors uh, three-on-three uh, basketball uh, as well at about 120 or so. Right now, though, it's a sports update. This is a sports 1440 update. And for your sports 1440 update, brought to you by Tommy Guns. Tommy Guns, the unique lounges and casual setting, makes it easy for anyone to rock a new look and get the best hot towel shave and experience in Canada. Book now at TommyGuns.com. Just two games in the NHL today. It is the Devils in Washington at 5.30, then the Leafs in Anaheim at Seven Devils forward Timo Meyer has suffered a medium body injury and will miss tonight's game, according to, Lin- according to Lindy Ruff. The Minnesota Wild have placed forward Kirill Kaprizov on IR with an upper body injury. Kaprizov was scratched in the second game of the Wild's home and home with the Jets on the 31st after taking two cross checks to the lower back from Jets defenseman Brendan Dillon. Big night tonight in the NBA with 12 games on the schedule, including the Toronto Raptors, who will be in Memphis against the Grizzlies. That one goes at 6. And then later, a 2020 Finals rematch between the Heat and the Lakers. That one tips off at 8. CFL news is the BC Lions have signed returner and wide receiver Terry Williams to a two-year extension through the 2025 CFL season. Williams was eligible to become a free agent on February 13th, but instead will remain with the Lions. NFL news is quarterback Zach Wilson's third season with the New York Jets is over as he remains in concussion protocol and will miss his third straight game, the season finale on Sunday. Trevor Simeon will get the start giving speculation that Zach Wilson's time with the Jets has come to an end. Three games in the AJHL tonight, including the Spruce Grove Saints at home against the Bonneville Pontiacs at the Grand Fury Arena. You can get your tickets online at sprucegrovesaints.ca at the door or, as always, watch on flowhockey.tv. And finally, four games in the WHL tonight, including the Edmonton Oil Kings. They'll be on the road in Kamloops to take on the Blazers. Puck drop for that one, 8 p.m. I'm Declan Kruger. This has been a Sports 1440 Update.